This episode is brought to you by Oronex, the triple action oral solution. This is Health Matters with Sipla. Hi everybody, welcome back. Now last time on the show we spoke about how important oral health is to our overall health. This time we're going to get some more tips and info on how best to manage our mouths as it were. Uh, this time I'm joined by Barbara Kashula and I know that she's my favorite person on earth because I need to go and see her sometime soon. She's indeed an oral hygienist who runs Boerland Oral Care out in Paul. Barbara, it's so lucky to be chatting with you. Again, the last time we had, we had the doc talking about oral oral hygiene. I've become very self-conscious about my teeth and I start talking like this, uh, but I clearly need to come see you sometime soon, I think. I think that might be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for, for hosting us today and it's it's a pleasure sharing our passion with Sipla. Absolutely. Now, we know when it comes to our health, prevention obviously is better than cure. And that's especially true when it comes to obviously oral health. Um, let's talk about flossing. How often should we be flossing? The answer I normally give my yeah. patients is you only have to floss those you want to keep. And um, the more you floss, the longer you keep them. My advice is normally flossing once a day is adequate. Yeah. Flossing twice a day is superb. Flossing three times a day means you're late for work. <laughs> I love that. And and just on that point, do you, it's obviously, you want to scatter it out. You don't want to floss and then wait half an hour. You want to do it like morning, afternoon, and evening if you're doing it three times or morning and evening because you're eating in the course of the day. Absolutely. We stress flossing once a day, but we're actually hoping that patients are flossing three times a week. Got you. And then we know that they are pleading in between the teeth. What's Got important you. to remember is that one tooth has five surfaces. And by brushing, you're only cleaning three. Yeah. So it's important to have a mechanical cleaning in between the teeth um, and just rinsing mm. or brushing will not yeah. scrape away a sticky biofilm which forms in between the teeth. Now, Barbara, I want to talk about equipment, right? Because here's the thing. I walk into any place, uh, maybe it's a pharmacy, maybe it's a uh, sh- any kind of a shop, and I am down the aisle that sound- sells toothbrushes, and there are a million of them. Bright ones, different colored ones, one to reach the hard-to-reach places, one to reach the not-so-hard-to-reach places, thin bristles, thick bristles, this bristle, that bristle. And I have no idea what I'm doing down there, right? I go with what I know. So I end up going, what toothbrush do I have at the moment? Yeah, it's the one with the, with the big spikes, little spikes, rubber spikes in between. I'm going with that one. And I'll go with that one because I'm comfortable with it. I know it. And out of the back of my mind, I'm going to go, well, medium. I'm going to look for the M because I don't want something that's like the, the what's it, Goldilocks and the three bears. I don't <laughs> want the one that's too hard. I don't want the one that's too soft. I want the one that's right in between. How important is it to make that selection and to choose the right equipment when it comes to toothbrushes? First of all, I think it's important to listen to Goldilocks's mom Yes, and um, go to the dentist and oral hygienist regularly so that they can tell you which one to buy Got you. that suits your mouth. Yeah, I think it's so important to, to actually have the right knowledge. And I think that's the biggest problem is that there's a lack in knowledge. And unfortunately, we do have wonderful aids out there. But mm. if you don't have a very large hand um, and you don't have a bigger mouth, yeah. it's, no, it's, it's no use buying a big brush. I often tell adult patients to go and buy a kiddies brush. So it's important to actually go for that annual checkup, go for your regular dental cleaning so that one could have a look and see in your mouth, Mm. what do you need? Yes. Are you using the right pressure? Gotcha. Um, And most frequently, my advice is not, and I think um, many companies will probably disagree with me, but Mm. to me, technique is more important. Got you. Than the actual brush. Got you. I am a big advocate of a softer bristle. Yes. Yes. But 
to me, technique, technique is, is more key. important. I, and I think about like, you know, how many times as adults, you, you'll see, for some reason, you'll see someone's toothbrush and it looks like they've used it to polish shoes. The bristles are almost completely flat. You like think to yourself, surely this should have been replaced maybe like six months ago. Replacing a toothbrush should be how, I mean, if you're brushing twice, even three times a day, how long is that toothbrush going to uh, supposed to last? How often do you, are you re- re- replacing it? What's the kind of a rule of thumb? Well, when it starts looking like Bart Simpson's head, then you know <laughs> it's time to, time to change. It's time to change it. But um, it's normally about three months. Okay. And the main reason is you want to decrease the bacterial load. Got you. Um, and you also want to make sure that mm. um, it's a clean brush because you're busy cleaning your mouth. So you don't want to um, have an old, dirty brush because it's mm. also going to decrease your excitement about cleaning your mouth in the first sure. place. Now, I have kids. They're growing. They get teeth. Their teeth are looking good. Some of them are falling out. Some of them are growing slightly skew. And now I think, okay, maybe now's a good time to take my kids to see a dental specialist. Have I left it too late? Where is the sweet spot where we go, right, my kids are chewing with teeth. They've, 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 they have them in their mouth. It's time to take them to a dental professional. My answer normally when parents ask me, at what age do you take a child um, to the dentist for the first time? Mm. The real answer is when the first tooth is present in the mouth. And that's at six months normally. And so I advise parents, um, especially young parents, to take their children with when they go for their visits, with every visit. In COVID, it was difficult because we had much stricter protocol in place. Now, um, I think it is really safe to say that Kiddies can go with, gotcha. and they don't often get a chance to sit in the dental chair, yes. but they see the environment, they get yes. the smells of of the dentist, of the, typical, of the yeah. pink water, and yeah. they see the light, and they see mommy and daddy's moving on the chair, they're going up and down, yes. they see that the uncle or the auntie are friendly, yeah. and they get to know the same auntie that sits in reception, Yes, and by age two, three, they start getting quizzy, and they want to come and help count mommy or daddy's teeth, and by age two and a half, three... They actually want to ride in the cheek. Sure. And by age three, yeah. four, we can actually polish and yeah. clean their mouths. And by age five, six, we can start seeding teeth. So the younger, the better. Mm-hmm. And it's about orientation Watching. and it's about education. I think that's the most important yes. tool yes. because the more often parents come with their children, yeah. more advice and education is given about their children yes. in their own dental visit as well. Absolutely. And often, and I find this to be the case, Parents are the biggest uh, scarers of their own children. It's not the dentists. Dentists aren't scary people or oral hygienists. It's the parents who've told the kids, I've got to go to the dentist. Oh, All of a sudden, the kid goes, oh, I don't want to go to the dentist. Mom and dad's dreading going to the dentist. Well, I don't want to go to the dentist. So moms and dads, if you're listening, be careful your kids pick up on your body language. And even if you maybe uh, have not looked after your teeth, that is why you dread the dentist. Let's be honest. Uh, don't let that affect your kids because it, it changes their mood when they go to, the, to see a dental professional. Well, listen, we all want pearly whites, but we don't have them. How do teeth become discolored? And I, I, I'm already knowing in the back of my mind because I'm seeing all the things that I know discolor my teeth, coffee, wine, the suited us and maymont. We do live in the wine. Yes. We do, we do, we do. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with a good glass of red wine. And then. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Um, I think it's important to differentiate between stains on the outside and stains okay. on the inside of teeth. Okay. Um, most stains are on the outside of teeth. Um, from a very young age, due yeah. to certain factors like um, too much fluoride in drinking water, often on a farm out in the Northern Cape, 
certain areas um, have more fluoride in their drinking water, Burkhat water. I don't know how to say that yep, in English. Yep. I only use English for self so <laughs> I'm actually giving, doing very I'm well giving today. you my best English today. <laughs> I think it's important to just yeah. understand that yes. certain stains can be removed and others can't. Yeah. And I think one must be realistic to understand yeah. that it's important to go to a dental professional to be able to tell you sure. where your stains are coming from. But red wine, um, a lot of curry and rice, a lot of curry bunnies, a lot of... Um, Certain mouthwashes, more so tea no, no. than coffee. And oh, so really? Tannin, That's interesting. So tannin in tea um, does give you a, a distinctive stain that needs to gotcha. be removed, and then tobacco. Okay. And unfortunately, something that is becoming more and more visible among school children, unfortunately, is vaping. Oh. So um, you can actually see. Um, the, the teeth and, and, and I think after a few years of experience, you can actually determine what kind of stain the patient has. So sure. without them knowing, yeah, you know, they, they are using a substance or yes. they are yeah, yeah. having yeah. Um, that glass of wine every evening. You can see that I'm having a glass of wine every evening. Hey, that's, that's what you were going to do. That's why I said about an hour for the front six and yeah. <laughs> another visit for the back. <laughs> you know, we've also had this recent surge in people wanting, thanks to Hollywood and to pearly whites shown from everybody uh, that we encounter, um, the, to have our teeth whitened, you know, um, to have it bleached, to have it whitened. Is this harmful? First of all, to, 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 to go through the process of having teeth whitened or bleached. You know, there's quite a lot of a controversy regarding this question. Mm. And I think it's important to, to, first of all, just distinguish between two factors. Sure. First of all, there's a very big difference between whitening and okay. bleaching. Okay. Um, whitening is to take away the superficial discoloration on, on the tooth. So if you go for a very good dental cleaning, yeah. you're actually whitening your teeth. By lightening your teeth, you're actually doing a color change from the inside out. So you're not working on the tooth surface. It's a chemical agent that is added to the tooth to color the tooth from the inside out. And this can only be done by a dental professional. And that is the second question I'd, sure. I'd, yes. I'd like to just touch on. I think yes. it's important to also distinguish between who does the whitening, number Got one. You. And, you know, I think someone that's... Um, been whitening their teeth for many years and they're buying their product um, off the internet or, or they're going to a beauty salon. Yeah. I think um, they don't always know. Absolutely. A non-specialist. The dental anatomy. And yeah. I think it's important to know the dental anatomy. Yes. Yeah. And I think product is important. Yeah. And when I say that there are many products on the market, but mm. what's important for me is that the product has been well researched. Yes. Number one, that it's been accepted by the World Health Organization as well as the FDH. I think it's important to use a product that's been around for a long time. Got you. And that you know you're going to get results. So I would encourage patients um, to, to lighten your teeth. Sure. Is a confidence booster. If you think of Hollywood, yeah. they go or um, they go and get the new clothes, they get the weight loss, they get sure. the beautiful yes. skin care treatments yeah. and they have yeah. the most beautiful shoes. And yes. Those beautiful outfits and they have a whole lifestyle change. Yeah. The first thing you notice is not the missing eyebrow. Correct. You actually see the smile. is the smile. Yes. So your smile, especially now with masks out and yeah, exactly. maybe headlamps in. <laughs> um, now that you actually have a smile to show again, I yes. think it's important uh, as a confidence booster. And I often find 
men more often than females want to lighten their teeth. Yes. It does look amazing. A smile can light the whole room up. And to have one uh, and that you're proud of is, is, is just so important. Um, Barbara, I just, you know, it was very insightful chatting with you. And I'm sure we'd love to have you back to chat more uh, about what we can do to maintain that healthy smile and to keep that, that smile beaming. Uh, what we can do for our children, what we can do to aid others uh, that maybe need a bit of information on what to do and, and how to do it. But importantly, I think just in summarizing, you've hit the nail on the head. Go and see a professional about it. You don't want to go and see uh, somebody who who works on cars to ask them about you, you know the inner workings of your brain. They're not a special. They don't specialize in that. So go to somebody who's been doing it forever, who is a professional in the world of dentistry. They'll be able to give you a sound opinion. Importantly, help you and your family be guided on making the right decisions. Thank you so much, Ryan, for hosting us. It's been a pleasure meeting you. And just to answer your last question, is it safe? Yes. Is it harmful? Oh, exactly. No, it is okay. not. If it's done by the right, right. person, Professionals. number one, yeah. and if the right technique is used. Got you. But once again, thank you very much. Looking forward to seeing you out in Paul. Um, Folks, Boiland Oral Care in Paul is the place to be. Barbara, thank you so much, of course. And uh, our previous guest, uh, the doc, the good doc that's out there as well. Uh, go and go and make appointments if you haven't been in a while to not leave it till something goes wrong or you're feeling some kind of discomfort or pain. It's good for your overall health. So go get checked and get it done. Uh, this is a podcast brought to you in association with Sipla. Like, subscribe, and we'll be back with another one next week. You've just enjoyed Health Matters with Sepla.